and welcome to the Higher Enlightenment Podcast, brought to you by Higher Yields Cannabis Consulting, your seed-to-sale cannabis business solutions team. My name is Adam, I'm your host today and part of the creative design team here at Higher Yields. Today's podcast is about reparative services with Marissa Cortez and Anthony Adkins. So let's get on with the show. So let's get started by having you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, let's start with you, Anthony. Sure, absolutely. Um, I am the Director of Business Development at Higher Yields Consulting and also responsible for oversight for marketing, partnership development, and strategic direction. Uh, from that standpoint, business development, as you know, is is very key into development, not only of the market, but also the business uh, relationships that uh, higher yields is uh, interested in in the marketplace. Thank you. And Marissa, can you introduce yourself? Absolutely. My name is Marissa Cortez, and I am the Director of Compliance and General Manager here at Higher Yields Consulting. I've been in the cannabis industry for almost a decade at this point, and have really fallen um, into compliance as my niche. And that covers everything from reparative services to proactive services um, in really the startup and all operations of the cannabis industry. Um, And with that being said, I do have experience in operations as well as being the director of compliance in facility types such as cultivation, manufacturing, and the retail side of things. Thank you, Marissa. So what do reparative services in the cannabis industry look like? So generally speaking, reparative services in the cannabis industry really look like services for operators and establishments that maybe didn't take those necessary proactive measures to ensure that they were in compliance with all state and local regulations and guidelines that were set forth. Have you seen an uptick in people seeking reparative services? You know, we have, and I'm sure Anthony can speak a bit more to this with, you know, the business development and sales side of things, but specifically speaking for incoming projects that we've seen with HYC, absolutely. And I really think that this is because as these markets are coming online and maturing, people are realizing that they didn't necessarily put the proper measures in place and they didn't do certain things to mitigate a lot of these big risks that come with the cannabis industry. Yeah, one of the Adam and uh, one of the things that I'm seeing as well on the business development side is that yes, there's a lot of startups uh, that are coming in and talking with higher yields. Um, however, it's okay for established organizations and established cultivators or operators or what have you to seek a higher yield of what it is that they're looking for, and no, you know, no pun intended, of course, with uh, higher yields consulting. But that's exactly what we're here for, is to be that trusted advisor, be a third party to look and provide oversight, insight into, you know, repairing, um, taking a look at training, taking a look at compliance, taking a look at, you know, doing proper audits and, you know, gaining, you know, a more secure environment for, you know, for their operation. And so with that trusted advisor label, I mean, we are... We, we are all about a compliant culture, if you will, and uh, exciting to be able to engage with 
not only startups to help them avoid some of the pitfalls that Marissa had mentioned, but also to, you know, repair and make better and make whole and, and take their business and organizations to the next level. Okay. So what areas do you think cannabis businesses struggle with the most? So that's, that's definitely a loaded question, but for relevancy's sake, right now in particular, what we're seeing with established cannabis businesses and their struggles is really going to be mainly lying in inventory tracking. So whether it's you know, on-site inventory or their digital inventory or both of those not matching up with each other, that seems to be a really big one that has been very, very prevalent lately in the industry. So how many clients come to HYC seeking reparative services? Ah, uh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> how many should versus how many actually do? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so the, the interesting thing there is that organizations truly, I believe, have a heart of doing things right. Um, however, in seeking to understand the, the depth and the breadth and the scope of this industry and the regulatory nature and the complexity of it, you know, they're finding that uh, this, from the science to the organics to the regulations and controls to uh, how many uh, layers in state, local, municipality, you know, governments are are watching are, you know, um, so from that standpoint, it's probably, we know it should be more, but we do have a, a consistent flow of organizations that are seeking either a better grow, uh, better tracking, better inventory, better employee training, um, better, you know, uh, extraction methodologies, what have you, you know, because it, it, it spans the entire supply chain. When we look at corrective services, you know, it's from seed all the way through the sale whether it be transportation, whether it be manufacturing, product development, rebranding, everything is corrective or everything is reparative if, there's, if they're not achieving their anticipated results. And uh, we dissect, we peel back that onion and we understand what that may be. And then apply, of course, the expertise of, you know, our, our product project managers that, you know, Marissa and, you know, the executive team are, are always looking to, you know, involved with. So the things that people need uh, reparative services for are all over the map. Yeah, absolutely. From, from that standpoint, we identify a lot of interesting things that uh, could be corrected, you know, could be uh, repaired, you know, whether it be what an audit reveals, you know, whether it be what uh, training might reveal, whether it, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting from that standpoint of how many things when you do get in there, there is definitely uh, corrective elements that, you know, if not taken care of and not handled correctly, you know, in a timely manner could actually get worse um, if it's not corrected. Yeah, I mean, it almost always will get worse. And just if, if it's not corrected or if there is not a you know, proactive measure put in place or a corrective measure put in place and just piggybacking off of what Anthony mentioned, you know, just promoting that compliant culture is key. Because while I did mention that inventory tracking is a big one, it's what we've been seeing quite a bit lately as more um, states are coming online and they're also mandating specific inventory tracking systems and procedures be used in their state. I mean, it's across the board. You see reparative services that are needed for the design build side of things, whether it's at the permitting level 
fixing zoning issues, um, all the way down to manifests. So transfer manifests. Most, if not all, state markets right now and operators are required to use a transfer manifest some capacity, whether it's through an inventory tracking system or they just create it and it's an internal process and procedure, they're required to use these manifests in order to transport cannabis from A to B. I mean, even coming down to missing a signature on one of these manifests could be completely detrimental to your business. So promoting that compliant culture from the beginning, ensuring that all of your employees and staff or even higher ups are fully trained on how to be compliant in that specific state for that specific license type. It's just absolutely key. Okay, thank you. So why should cannabis businesses invest in cannabis consultants for corrective help? You want to take that one first, Marissa? Yeah, because gosh, I guess the better question is, (laughs) and I, you know, this is a specific podcast, but it's that cannabis businesses should invest before they're needing corrective help and actually, you know, being proactive. But I understand, you know, it's the nature of the beast. This industry is very fast paced. A lot of the time, people don't necessarily feel like they have the time to put the procedures in place to, and, you know, risk mitigating procedures specifically to make sure they're not coming to these issues. So cannabis businesses should absolutely invest in professional consulting services for corrective help so that they're not making the same mistake again. You know, that mistake, that error, that issue, it arose because of, you know, lack of procedure, lack of training. So in order to correct that, you got to have somebody that knows what they're doing. To have a professional in there that's, you know, giving you custom training to your facility, to state regulations, that's educated, has been around the block, has been around in the industry, it's, it's so important because if not, you're going to end up making the same mistakes over again. Yeah, then that's very true. And I'll add uh, a little bit onto that as well. But um, when you take a look at what are you investing into, right? I mean, we understand and know that a lot of the regulations and the, the laws and the fining element, the loss of product if things aren't tracked correctly, the loss of revenue, the loss of raw material, the loss of license, the loss of, you know, um, freedom, you know, in terms of, you know, is there a, you know, a detention element that, you know, the state or local uh, government may, may pursue if things aren't corrected or if they discover, uncover a, a consistent and, um, you know, a consistent uh, problem you know, within the organization and what have you. So that proactive element, the oversight, you know, having a trusted advisor on their side to keep them out of that. I mean, because the damage could be, could be serious, you know, so, you know, that's not only do, you know, we want to see our clients gain higher yield in terms of their product development, in terms of their product output, but also, you know, that there are no overarching issues, fines, jail time, et cetera, you know, based upon, you know, taking something either A too lightly, letting it go too long, or not having someone come in and, you know, perform kind of an oversight uh, audit, if you will, on certain aspects of the business that could be at risk. And just to take that one step further, depending on the severity of the issue that's going to require that reparative or corrective service, certain states will actually require that you 
or you as in the operator, hire a professional consulting firm to help you fix that. And you, have, you know, that consultant will actually have to work with the state on correcting whatever issue that was for these people to even, for these operators to even, you know, be able to move forward, whether, you know, it's without a fine or not getting a suspension because you're working with that. So knowing that a consultant can hold that weight so much so that particular states like Colorado, who have arguably the most established market in the country, just because we've been here for so long, um, knowing that the state is requiring operations to hire consultants to help them fix things specifically for reparative services, it holds, it holds weight. So I think it's important to keep that in mind in other states who might not require it, it's still gonna be beneficial. The state's still gonna look at the fact that you went with somebody who's credentialed, who's experienced in the industry and knows what they're doing to fix whatever issue may have arisen or arose. Okay, thanks. So how do you approach a client that might be on their last leg coming to higher yields? Um, with kindness. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, it, this is a cutthroat industry. And a lot of people put their all and their everything into starting an operation. So we approach them with kindness and with full transparency. We want them to know that, hey, you know, yes, you might be in a bad spot, but this is not the end all be all. And we really approach it strategically, comprehensively, and make sure that the client fully understands exactly what needs to happen, not even necessarily just from a higher yields or consulting standpoint, but really from that regulatory standpoint. That's first and foremost um, where we're going to come at this from. And again, we're going to make sure that it's communicated to this client and that we're keeping them confident and comfortable every step of the way so that they can get through this with a clear head um, with us as their advisors by their side. So why is higher yields the best consultant option for reparative services? Why is higher yields the best? We are best for several reasons. And it's not because we're similar or like others. It's what really makes us different. And in our differentiation, there are three major things that, that we, that we see as value in the market. Number one, is definitely the fact that we we customize our approach. I mean, we're we're customized. We pay attention. We under we seek to understand our client, our account, our customers' endpoint and how they visualize it and what they want their anticipated results to become. And so, by taking that seriously, we know that each individual or each organization's journey is different. Uh, and that uniqueness, we're we're going to apply our expertise our industry experts and, you know, project teammates to resources to, to that end is really understanding that uniqueness bringing what we can to the table and providing and reaching that anticipated end result. The second thing is the fact that we've been there, done that, you know, in our collective experience, we've been the operators, we've been retail dispensary owners, we've, trained employees, we've extracted, we've manufactured, we produced products, logos, brands, um, you know, through the entire supply chain. And with that collective experience, what we bring to the table is on is we, we understand the con continuity and efficiency element that is so necessary and required to understand 
and how to move and operate within the ecosystem. The third thing is the fact that we really operate in phased approaches. And what that means is a phased approach allows for variables to occur and for us to make adjustments where we need to with our clients. And we understand and know that we hit roadblocks that we may not see. There's anticipated uh, elements that, that enter into uh, an environment or a circumstance that we weren't ready for, the client or customer wasn't ready for. So by operating in a phased approach, we can break down the engagement. We can break it down. We, you know, we, uh, we don't allow the situation to divide and conquer, if you will. And that, you know, in, whether it be internally to the client, externally to the market, um, we really allow that to, you know, to happen. So the phased approach environment is, is very important because we take things off in, in sections, we dissect it, and then we repair it and move to the next element, you know, understanding and knowing the continuous, you know, process, if you will, uh, in that reparative or corrective service. Marissa, anything you want to add to that? Um, really, just onto the experience, speaking more to that, Higher Yields' team, I mean, we have over 100 years of combined executive level experience, and many of us have been operators in this industry. And this is dating back to, you know, some of us, our CEO, for example, he's been in the industry for almost 15 years. Myself, I've been in the industry for almost 10. And that's a trend within our company. So a lot of these mistakes that we're seeing, we made them ourselves and we had to figure out how to fix them. And we've had all this time to really hone in on the best approach for fixing these things. And with that even being said, taking it a step further, we've been on the forefront of so many of these states in, the, in this country that are going online and legalizing cannabis and really cultivating, no pun intended, their cannabis market. So we've gotten in in the beginning and being able to like, excuse me, and been able to help people from the jump. Okay. If you had all the free time and money in the world, what issues would you like to help solve the most in the cannabis industry? Well, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's a complex environment. And how could we simplify it in terms of a system or a process that can transcend states, that can transcend country, that can work in continuity and produce the best products, the best grows, the best experience, and to let people know, allow people to understand and know that it's, it's an attainable industry to involve themselves in, whether it be from passion, whether it be from a, a uh, testimonial and how the, you know, the plant has better and improved their lives in terms of medically or um, you know, mentally, emotionally even from that standpoint, but really that it's, it's viable that it is a viable industry, that it, that we can make the complex, the complex simple and uh, really provide a great experience for, you know, for everyone in the industry. Okay. Marissa, uh, same question for you. If you had all the free time and money in the world, what issues would you like to help solve most in the cannabis industry? So that question could honestly be its own podcast episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I will keep this as brief as possible. 
But overall, and I apologize if this doesn't tie into the reparative services, but overall, it's, it's really going to be social equity. Fixing or attempting to fix the racial and just social injustice that has occurred over decades of time um, because of cannabis, uh, because of the war on drugs, I should say. That, that's the biggest one. You know, there are so many, so many people that have been and are still disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. You know, we have at this point 16 states and D.C. that are fully legal for cannabis. But the number of people that we still have incarcerated because of cannabis and, you know, nonviolent crimes, it's obscene. You know, it is absolutely obscene. And that would be first and foremost what I would absolutely, you know, if I could wave my magic wand, I would, I would fix that in a heartbeat. And, you know, I know there are plenty of states that are really trying to be on the forefront here and, and fix this. And, and it's not easy. You know, there's so much politics involved with it when it, there honestly shouldn't be. It, it, this is pretty basic. We need to free these people that are sitting in prison for something that, you know, my husband does for his job every single day. You know, it just, it doesn't make any sense. So that, that's really my, my would, would be my primary area of focus and will be and will continue to be. Yeah, I agree. So what types of reparative services does HYC offer? So the biggest one, as I already mentioned previously, is going to be what we call a metric cleanup or an inventory cleanup. I say metric specifically because it is the most widely mandated state track inventory tracking system utilized in the United States. But overall, it could be any sort of inventory tracking system cleanup. That's definitely the biggest one we see and that we perform for different operators. But there are other things as well, you know, back to design and build. We fix permits, zoning issues, and obviously we can't just wave a magic wand and do that. We do have to work you know, with the local governments and whatnot, but those are certain or specific corrective services that we do provide. Um, even corrective services for applications, that's been one that's popped up quite frequently over the last couple of years, you know, whether the applicant initially went with someone who wasn't necessarily experienced the way that they promised or the way that the applicant had thought they were, and they really steered them in the complete wrong direction uh, for an application and ended up not getting the license because of that or, you know, getting some sort of deficiency notice because of that. We'll come in, we'll review the application, we'll review deficiency notices, and we'll help that applicant hopefully still stay in the runnings for that license. So that, that's definitely been a popular one that we've seen. And really, you know, this isn't corrective, but it is so important to corrective services is training, 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 training. We really try to push that with any sort of reparative or corrective service that we're offering to a client. We're going to try to, you know, push the training side of things because there's always that risk if you don't put any procedures or training in place following this reparative service, that the same thing is just going to happen again. Okay, I think that's about all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank you both, Marissa and Anthony, for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. We'd like to thank everybody for tuning in today and listening to our podcast. For information on how to follow the Higher Enlightenment podcast, please be sure to check out the description below. 
you'll receive all the latest and greatest podcast news and announcements. We'll also let you know when we release new episodes. If you'd like to be a guest on the Higher Enlightenment podcasts or have ideas about upcoming episodes, please be sure to check out the description below. For information about sponsorship or advertising on the Higher Enlightenment podcast, please call us at 844-HIGH-YIELD. That's 844-H-I-Y-I-E-L-D. Or visit our website at higheryieldsconsulting.com. Thanks, have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon.